Essay, speak like a native, practice with feedback, study, get creative. W, woke, period, consciously be aware what you saying. A, accents matter, stress and expression, romance, swagger. G, grammar check, conjugate the verbs, use the right verb tense. A, tengo un secreto, escúchame bien por un rato. Guess what, when you speak Spanish, it's not English, it's Spanish. So, sprinkle that swag, stop walking around posting like, yeah, you me llamo. Dude, you sound ridiculous. Your ignorance is not conspicuous. Hey, I'm speaking from experience. Not a guru who's striving for excellence. Been speaking at Espanol desde el colegio. No más monolingüe. Spanish web drip. Yo soy bilingüe. And you can do it too. Apply the Spanish swag, you'll see you. Hey, this, this, this. Speak like a native. Practice with feedback. Study, get creative. W, woke, period. Consciously be aware what you're saying. Hey, accents matter, stress and expression, romance, swagger. G, grammar check, conjugate the verbs, use the right verb tense. Hey, hola, 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 como están, everybody? Everybody in the club getting excited about learning a different language, learning el español. Yeah! Con Jessie Feliz, yo me llamo Jessie Feliz y yo soy la host, la presentadora de Spanish Swag. Hola, everybody, espero se encuentren bien. Whether you are listening to me desde los Estados Unidos, United States, or tú estás en Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Estás en México. En, en cualquier lugar de África, porque África es un continente enorme. O si tú estás en América del Sur o en Inglaterra, wherever you are on this beautiful earth that we call home, te doy saludos. I want to give you a shout out. I want to greet you and say either buenos días, good morning, buenas tardes, good afternoon, or buenas noches, not nachos. We are talking about Spanish swag. Please stop walking around here talking about, oh, Buenas nachos. Now they know that's not Spanish. right. Get out of here. You sound ridiculous. Your ignorance is not conspicuous. But I don't want any of us to be ignorante. Okay? So por eso estamos acá. We are all here para laugh, learn, and grow todos juntos, all together. So what is the theme para hoy? ¿Cuál es el tema de hoy? Well, today we are going to be talking about de donde eres. Where are you from? De donde vienes? Where do you come from? And so this is a question that sometimes can make people feel a certain way, like, why are you asking me where I'm from? But for other groups of people, such as my people, we are real quick to be like, what's your name? Where are you from? Who you with? You the bomb.com. Like Meek Mill says right here. What's your name? Who you with? Where you from? You the and so whether you want to rep your city as in Detroit, Detroit or as in your state or as in your region or your community or saying that you're from the Midwest or from the East Coast or from the Dirty South or wherever you are from, most people, but we got to say not all because we know it's not nice to generalize. Okay, no queremos generalizar nada, right? Because we cannot make assumptions about people, right? But for the most part, at least in mi comunidad, I can't speak for anyone else, but as far as my people, what I know, it seems if a lot of people most naturally like take pride in where they are from. I remember when Hypnotize came out from Biggie, que descanse en paz, rest in peace, King. And I remember when he said just in that intro, the beginning verse, my Detroit players. Think, think, gators, my Detroit players. Right? Just that little snippet by referencing mi ciudad, la ciudad de mi nacimiento, the city of my birth. I remember as a young girl like me and my friends would get so hype. Like, wow, he just gave Detroit a shout out. And yeah, just like Detroit, Michigan, I'm from Detroit. And so even now, I still get hype when I hear it. 
Like as soon as that beat, the beat, the song, all that was what it was and what it still is to this day. You know, but nonetheless, I'm over here smiling now. You can't see me, but I am smiling. Maybe you can hear me smiling in my voice, in my voice. But I just know my Detroit players, we just get so hyped. It gets a lot because it's like, hey, you're referencing me or my city rather in a song and therefore it's giving me not really validation, but it's validating that, hey, where I'm from matters, right? Where I'm from is getting some recognition. And since you're recognizing the donde vengo yo, which is a part of mi identidad, you know, like it does something for me. Maybe it's nostalgic if you, especially if you have moved away. Maybe you're an expat. Maybe you've moved out of state, you know, or maybe there's something else for you where it reminds you of things um, and just reaffirms who you are and where you're from. I remember during my three years living abroad in Costa Rica in El Caribe Sur, in the South Caribbean of the country, there was this club right off the beach. And I don't really remember um, if I don't know if it still exists, but the name of the place was called Tasty Waves in Puerto Viejo de Talamanca, actually a little bit outside of Puerto, but before you get to Coclace. And so when I lived there, they used to have like hip hop Tuesdays. I believe it was Tuesdays, Los Martes. It may have been Thursdays, but in my mind, I really want to say Tuesdays or whatever day of the week it was. But I remember that was like the only place in Todo Pueblo in the entire town. And this was a touristy town. So there were clubs adjacent El, El Mar Caribe right alongside the Caribbean Sea, right? So this wasn't like the only, el único club. Pero I remember this was like the only place where it was a night dedicated to play hip hop. And for someone living abroad, such as myself, who loves good music, and I love music that represents my people too. And I was raised on soul and gospel and old school and 80s and 90s music and R&B and hip hop and all that good stuff, right? So for me, and I didn't even go out that often, y'all. I know some people have this, oh my gosh, living la vida loca. That was not my story. I literally was like working and grinding, two, three jobs, doing what I had to do, y'all. If I could write like uh, an anthology full of stories, like an encyclopedia amount of different things that I experienced, all good things, because I know, as we learned um, in two podcasts ago, no hay mal que por bien no venga. Ain't nothing bad that don't turn good, that don't yeah. bring about good, rather. And so I just remember in the midst of me working or whatever, I heard and whenever tourists would come, they would say, oh, where can we go to hear some hip hop music or some American? And so I remember referencing this place, Tasty Waves. And so one of the few nights that I did get out, I was so geeked to go like, oh my gosh, because again, living in El Caribe, you hear reggae all the time. And I love reggae, a mi me encanta. Especially like reggae roots and also like good reggae now. You know how we still will say like, oh, that ain't no real hip hop or something like that. And it's more like pop mainstream versus like some hip hop that still reaches your soul. Like I'm talking about some J. Cole, some Nas, I'm talking about some Kendrick Lamar, I'm talking about some Common, like we know right? These different um, Lupe Fiasco, throwback Kanye. Like we know there's certain genres, or not rather genres, but we know there's like a certain set within hip hop versus like you get hype and get crunk listening to like some mainstream hip hop. Hay una diferencia. And we know that. And I'm not here to argue with that because I know 
Y'all know by now, if you've been following me, I am all about what? Buenas vibras, good vibes, right? Well, anyway, this one night when I was there, I was so excited because all I heard was like reggae and Spanish-speaking music My the majority of my whole time living abroad. And so by having this toquecito, this little touch, this little toquecito of hip-hop music, it just made me feel so good. I'm already in this beautiful place. And also when I was living there, y'all, like people weren't up on playlists to that degree like we are now. Or maybe people were, but I didn't have like an iPhone or Android. I had a straight up minute phone. <laughs> it's so funny I can laugh about it now because so many of the so-called um, luxuries, las cosas lujosas that we have aquí en los Estados Unidos, some people outside the country don't have even a third of those things. And they're totally living their life and happy and experiencing pura vida. So while I can think now, like, dude, I had a minute phone. And if somebody saw me with a minute phone, they'd be like, man, you got one of them Obama phones. <laughs> you got one of them Obama phones. Like, we just going to just do call them all Obama phones. So, yeah, I had an Obama phone outside of the United States. And I was proud of my little minute phone. I remember having to go and, like, um, pay colones, like, pay cash to add minutes to the phone. That's what I was doing. Well, anyway, so it wasn't like I could just at any moment in time, listen. And I also had one laptop that I had to share with the business that I was managing, right? So it wasn't like I had the internet to play my music como quiera, right? And so now I value that. Like I have my playlist for this mood or for that setting or for that thing. And so I want my music. But I remember when it was time when I didn't always have access, you know, a la carte, a su gusto, however you prefer. That was not always the case. But there's beauty also in not always have it your way, have it, have it your way. Because the beauty is like what I experienced that one Tuesday night or Thursday, but again, I think it was Tuesday. That one night when I went out and they're playing hip hop and Biggie came on, I was like, oh, 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 he just said my Detroit plans. And it could be people all around me that either don't understand what he's saying or don't understand why it's making me turn up to that degree. But it did because it paid homage to mi nacimiento. All right, not nacimiento, el lugar de mi nacimiento, my birthplace. And so it really matters for me. And just like that, a reference to the place of my birth, in una cancioncita, in a little song, it not only lightened my mood, but it just made me feel so feliz outside and inside. At the same time, y'all, we have to recognize for some people and in some contexts, asking someone where they are from isn't really okay, or rather it doesn't make them turn up in the same positive way as I just explained and shared with you all. In an October 2020 article from the Harvard Business Review, author Rashitha Arni Ravishankar, forgive me if I mispronounce your name, Queen, she provides us with a different perspective. She's right from her, that's a super perspective, right? Which is different from mine. So before I read this, I want to let you know, you this may resonate with you. And if it doesn't, I want you to remember the concept of empathy, right? Empathy, empathy, put yourself in place of me. Empathy, empathy, put yourself in the place of me. It's not always about you. Do not bring this colonizer, ethnocentric energy around me. And if you got it, drink some Spanish swag juice and get your life together, right? Because you got to be woke. Consciously be aware of what you're saying, whether you speak English or Espanol. So here's what she writes. Four years ago, 
I moved to New York to start pursuing my journalism degree at a graduate program in the city. I spent my first week researching and reporting an audio story about the local farmer's market. When I handed it in, my professor looked down at the script I had written, looked back up at me and said, your English is good. Where are you from? Here's the problem. For those of us who already feel different in a given space, being asked where we're from carries implicit assumptions about our race, caste, ethnicity, nationality, etc. Often it translates into, you don't seem to already belong here. It validates existing beliefs about social identities and can be quite patronizing. For instance, following up the question with, oh, of course, or yes, you do look like you're from, insert country, can force people to, into neat categories of race, gender, and nationality without acknowledging the nuances of that person's identity. None of us have singular identities and most of us belong in many places. People can belong in different um, geographies, cultures, and identities at the same time. Most of us don't identify with markers where we were born. Um, so to me, the question, where are you from, is very reductive. So first of all, shout out to this queen, Rashitha, for being transparent and providing insights to us into her experience, into her perspective. And while I emphasize with her, I most definitely will, on the contrary, proudly rep where I am from. Maybe that's the Black American in me. While our nationality isn't necessary in question as Black people growing up in America, just about everything else is, simply because of the color of our skin. Whether you light or chocolate or a mix of the two, you know, everything's called into question. So para nosotros, for us, we rep our hood with pride. And whenever I'm abroad and have been asked that question, I will proudly let somebody know de donde vengo yo, where I'm from, real quick. At the same time, I recognize that tone of voice and context is everything. And more importantly, relationships matter. If someone inject some colonizer, ethnocentric um, oriented energy into the conversation, then it very well may be reductive. But where I disagree with the author is that most of us, as she writes, don't identify with markers we were born with. That is a generalized statement. But maybe when she's saying most of us, maybe she's referring to maybe um, international students. Yo no sé. But please do not put me up in that category, Chica, because I'm not part of that most. And a lot of folks that I know are not part of that most. Maybe she and her people don't, or maybe some international students do not feel that way. But as far as me y mi gente, oh, we always going to rep where we from. Even if living abroad as an expat, we still will find a way to rep our origin. Rep your city, rep your city. Hey, hey, hey. But the crazy part, y'all, is when you encounter someone abroad who is from your same country and even your same city, and then they still want to act brand new. What? And show they colors. I ain't going to say what colors, but y'all know what colors I'm talking about. So let me tell you un cuentito. So this was the year 2013, 2013, when I first moved back to Costa Rica. And instead of moving to my beautiful, beloved Puerto at first, I moved to Parita. And Parita, I love that little pueblito, está en el lado pacifico. It's on the Pacific side. And I was so fortunate to have my students. I was teaching them English. It was 
a wonderful experience that I had. It was very remote, um, the part of Parita donde vivía yo. And so anyway, one day, cuando yo me fui a la fruteria, fruteria in Spanish, y'all, normally whenever you're talking about a location and the word ends with ia, like that indicates, oh, fr la fruteria, the fruit store, right? La panaderia, pan means bread, like the baker's market, you know, do they call it the bake shop, the baker's, the place where you go buy some bread. <laughs> Zapateria, zapatos means shoes. So the zapateria is a shoe store. Well, I was at, yo estuve en la fruteria and there was a white man and his wife was away from him, but I approached him when I saw what his shirt said. His shirt said, K College, and then it said Kalamazoo. Now, for people who are not from Michigan, and even more specifically, people who may not have heard of La Ciudad, Kalamazoo, or people who have never lived there, you may have just like walked past them and not thought anything of it. Pero yo asistí a la Universidad de Western Michigan. I went to Western Michigan. Y Western Michigan, la universidad, está ubicado en Kalamazoo. It's about dos horas entre Chicago y Detroit, right? A oeste de Detroit, al este a Chicago. To the west, oeste de Detroit. To the east, al este de Chicago. Right in the middle. Hay una universidad privada. There's a private school called Kalamazoo College, and it goes by the name K College. And all of us who lived there or are from there, we are familiar with that school. So as soon as I saw Kalamazoo on um, escrita en su camiseta, on his shirt, I immediately, again, rep yo city. I felt a connection and I went up to him. And this town, there were a lot um, less expats at that time in 2013, in 2013, than I experienced when I lived in the Caribbean side. So I went up to him and I was like, oh my gosh, you're from Kalamazoo? I'm from Detroit, but I lived in Kalamazoo for like four and a half years. And y'all, when I tell you this brother, from another mother, but we all are brothers and sisters of humanity, but he's definitely from another mother, especially on that energy he brought. You got that right. He froze and looked at me. Now listen, y'all, you may look at me and make whatever assumptions that you feel led to make, consciously or subconsciously. Pero, obviamente, soy nativa de los Estados Unidos. Clearly, I'm a native English speaker, right? A native American English speaker. Let me be more specific. And I do not speak, I mean, I have the accent that I have, which is a Midwestern, but let me clarify, a Black Midwestern accent, because when I see stuff online talking about, do you sound, you know someone's from the Midwest if they sound like this. Hey there, guy, can you borrow me a bad tree? What? A bad tree. A bad tree? No, guy, not a bad tree. I'm talking about a bad tree. And I'm like, don't nobody up in my family or my kin or my cousin's kin or the kin of my cousin's kin, or their family down that street. Don't nobody where I know sound like that now. And we done all been living in the Midwest for some generations now. But we also know black people that live in the Midwest were not like here indefinitely. We are here as a result of the great black migration from the South. So we also have some Southern slang and twang up in our nuestro dialecto. Nonetheless, you clearly can hear my North American accent. 
And so this guy was staring at me like I was speaking a different language. I clearly was speaking English to him. I didn't even say anything to him in Spanish. I just was like, hey, oh my gosh, Kalamazoo. And I like point at his shirt. I didn't like, wasn't even that close to him. I'm like, I went to Western. I used to live in Kalamazoo. And he was like, so standoffish. And I'm thinking, dude, I know that I'm black and that you're white, but isn't our nationality what unites us or connects us? And even more specifically, Kalamazoo, like this, how crazy is it that we're out thousands and thousands of miles away, not just from the country, but specifically from our region, specifically from our state, specifically from our city. And we are able to bond and connect with each other. And for real, you're going to act all bourgeoisie and look at me like, uh, and that's what he did. And then eventually his kind, sweet wife came up and said, hi, how are you? And I was like, hey, I saw your husband's shirt. It was as if I had to like get approval to speak with him by looking at her. And then she was like, oh yeah, we're from Kalamazoo too. But it was just so awkward. And this happened, I say, <clears throat> cuantos años? Um, I say, oh, casi, no, ocho, nueve años. And look, I'm not holding no grudge. It is what it is. But I do recall that story. And I was like, dang, so you really gonna bring that type of energy across the border? <laughs> So maybe he didn't want to be recognized or maybe he didn't want to be associated with me. Pero, está bien, papi. It's all good in the hood because you know what? It's something I will represent where I am from, who I am, without any problem. Now that we provide a little bit of that contexto about why for some people the question of de donde eres, de donde viene, could be offensive, or while for other people, we gladly will let you know where we are from. Con orgullo, orgullo, con orgullo, which means pride, okay? So you got to have context. Context is everything, you all. Because again, when you speak another language, and even your own, when you speak another language, remember, el lenguaje es una reflexión, un reflejo de la cultura, de la gente que habla el idioma. So I cannot sit up here and act all brand new and act as if I have this, again, ethnocentrism is that same thing as colonizer energy in the sense of, oh, I don't have to have empathy. I don't even have to consider how you're perceiving the situation. I know all because I, I, I. That's all that is. You could look it up in a dictionary for Merriam-Webster's interpretation of the word, but that sums it all up. It's along the same spectrum, right, as what happens when people colonize. I don't care about what you're doing, who you are, your culture, your religion, your customs, your belief. I now have conquered. <laughs> it happens linguistically, too. Can we please stop trying to colonize other people's language? And let's just embrace empathy, 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 put yourself in place of me. Maybe your boy in La Fruteria, maybe he was not um, embracing empathy. Maybe I threw him off guard. I don't know. But I would definitely think when I hear someone, my ears are trained where I pick up accents todo el tiempo. Whenever I meet someone, if I'm, I mean, it could be a serviceman or servicewoman, someone coming to do, take care of HVAC, you know, or I'm getting a delivery done. I hear that accent, I'm like, oh, okay. But I also know I'm not coming off. I try not to come off as this pompous person. And where are you from? So maybe Ms. Rashifa, she was writing because of the way her professor came at her. You know, 
maybe that's part of it. Maybe she also, along with some of her colleagues, have experienced some serious racism or colorism, you know, and or prejudice. And so there's always a story behind some of the hurt. But let me let you know right now, please ask me, please. At one point, I did fake the funk, not consciously, but more so as I developed the Spanish swag, this ability to hablar el español como una persona nativa. And so I took it as a compliment when folks would assume that yo um, era de ese lugar or de otro lugar. But then at a point I got to where I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. No, I want everyone to know que yo soy afroamericanita. Yo soy afroamericana, yo soy negra, y yo soy de Detroit, Michigan. And yes, I too am bilingüe. Yes, I am. Just in case you're confused. Yes, I am. And so it's just going along that spectrum. It's going along that vibe that I too am bilingual. And you too can be bilingual too. And be proud of who you are and where you are from. Some people may want to escape. And they do not want to be associated with it. But especially if you are living abroad, your accent will be different. Even as you develop, right, this ability to speak with swag, there will still be certain words that you pronounce a little funny. I still have to check myself and say, Mm-mm, girl, why are you uh, adding that English soft uh, um, short I? Why are you incorporating the short O? Did you really just say oficina instead of oficina? <laughs> Did you really say, I said the other day, des, describiendo, de, it was more like, no, describe, de. I think I said this. However it was, it was not a strong describiendo. I said more de, eh, eh, instead of de, eh, eh, eh. Hay una diferencia. And I didn't check myself in the moment, but then afterwards I was like, mm. consciously be aware of what you saying. It's not about perfection, y'all, but practice yields permanence. Right. And so if you are permanently mispronouncing something and not consciously aware that "Mm, that doesn't sound too well, then you need to have like a swag check in love, but a swag check nonetheless. Como anda mi gente? I am Dr. Kami Anderson and I'm asking you to be a part of my hashtag Black Linguistic Army by joining me at Bilingual Brown Babies. This is a fully online language program for Black emphasis families and I'm hoping that you will join me. That is on Instagram at Bilingual Brown Babies or on the web www.bilingualbrownbabies.com. Hasta pronto! Lovely friends, it's the lovely twins. We are the authors of our lovely world adventures book series. Our books are written in our own words, and we tell our real life story about moving to Mexico and making new friends. Go to lovelypublications.com. L O V E L E I G H. P-U-B-L-I-C-A-T-I-O-N-S dot You're listening to my mommy, Jessie Feliz, on Spanish Swag. Bye-bye. So, ahora, let's get to the language. There are generally two ways to ask someone where they are from, right? 
the most common way that every textbook that I've ever worked with always tells you de donde eres. Now, this is informal. This is not the usted form. Okay. De donde eres. De, D-E, donde, not donde, donde, D-O with an accent, N-D-E, space, eres. De donde eres. Again, this is not de donde eres. Let's write that down because some of y'all think y'all know some stuff and I'm hearing the lack of swag. Like I need to send you uh, some condensed swag milk so we can get this together. De, D-E. First of all, start with that upside down question mark. Remember, an easy way to do it is to make a lowercase i and then at the very bottom of the lowercase i, make a C. Start and curve it over and it kind of looks like an ear, but it's also a lowercase C. My eighth grade student, and one of my eighth grade students years ago told me that. I was like, dang, that does make it really easy. While some people like to draw a regular question mark, then they flip it over. Mm -mm. Work smarter, not harder. Okay, so upside down question mark. Then we write D-E, de, de, not day, de, space, donde, D-O, accent over the O, N-D-E, space, eres, E-R-E-S. Okay, let's add some swagalicious annotations. First of all, let's underline the R in eres and put a tiny D underneath it. When you have the letter R entre dos vocales, between two vowels, it sounds more like a soft D. This is not a hard D like a des, and it's definitely not no row your boat. There's no row, There's no r sound, okay, in Spanish. It sounds more like a D, eres. Do you hear that? Eres, eres, not eres. I hear a lot of people say eres. No, there's no ra, ra, ra. Eres, eres. And this is de donde, de donde. That accent marks over the O, so it's still the same A, E, I, O, 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 but it's just stressing it or emphasizing it. You extend the sound. De donde, de donde. De donde eres, de donde eres. Also remember, and shout out to my amazing profesora de España. I had an amazing teacher from Spain. Um, last year in my Spanish linguistics class. I learned so much. Aprendí un montón de ella. Forever grateful for her. Well, she reminded us that in Spanish, even though when we write the words out, we have spaces to separate palabra, palabra, right? Word for word. But when you speak it, it's as if you want to put hyphens in between to connect it. This Spanish is not a choppy language. It's not staccato for all of our music um, avid people, right? It's not de donde eres. First of all, that sounds horrible. Um, so please don't ever say that again if you are saying that, oh, yes, I'm learning Espanol with Jesse Feliz. No, you're not. Because I do not put my seal of approval. You get the denied sticker. Let's do it right. De donde, donde eres. Now make a suavecito, Spanish. A accents matter, stress and expression, romance, swagger. That romance swagger is that it sounds como música, that the vowels drive the language. It's not de donde eres. It's de donde eres. De donde eres. De donde eres. Where are you from? De donde eres. De donde eres. 
Bueno, now, another way to ask the very exact same thing, but in vez de usar la palabra eres, usamos bienes, bienes. So go ahead and rewrite de donde. Start with that upside down question mark. De, space, donde. Bienes. Ah, I bet you wanted to write the letter B as in boy. I bet you did. If you did, that means you are developing them Spanish swagalicious ears. <laughs> no. Bienes comes from the verb venir, which starts with a V as in Vicente, Vincent, Victorious, Victorious. I'm saying that's the notorious. I don't want to be notorious. You know. I want to be victorious. Okay. Bienes. It's spelled. Se escribe. V-I-E-N-E-S. V-I-E-N-E-S. But let's underline that V, amigos. And now let's write a chiquito B or B grande, as we say. Let's go ahead and write a B as in burrito or as in Baltimore. Be more. Okay, that's because the V's in Spanish are pronounced like B, B, B's. But please, do not, remember the consonants are not what rule the language, sino las vocales. So please do not try to emphasize the B or overemphasize it. So this is pronounced as de donde vienes? De donde vienes? De donde vienes? Where are you from? De donde vienes? De donde eres? De donde vienes? Both questions are asking the same thing. It's just if you translate de donde vienes or de donde eres, de donde vienes literally means from where do you come? Hmm. But this is the thing about transliteration, word for word versus translation, the meaning. If you were hired or commissioned to translate something and you had to translate the statement de donde vienes or de donde eres, and you literally looked up word for word and said, from or of where come you? <laughs> they would say, uh, can I get a refund, please? Because this chick does not translate well. We do not speak like that. It reminds me of Yoda from Star Wars, right? He had his own way of saying what he said. And respect Yoda, I am not about to get into it with our sci-fi people because I do like some sci-fi. I really do. But let me just let you know now, this is not no opportunity for you to be Yoda and try to make the constituyente do what they want to do. No, when you translate, you have to translate to make it make sense in the other language. De donde eres? De donde vienes? Where are you from? And let me, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, stop. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, stop. Pause for the cause. I know someone's going to say right now. Jessica, that's inaccurate because you're never supposed to end a question or sentence with a preposition. Where are you from? Okay. All right. Facts. There are some traditional grammatical hmm, structures or rules, rather, that in the common vernacular, the way that the regular people speak, and I'm not just talking about the way people from Detroit speak or people from the Midwest or just la gente negra, Americanos, Estadounidenses, period, period. Who do you know that's walking around saying, from whence come you? From where are you? 
We don't say that. Everybody says, where are you from? We end that question with a preposition. I clearly remember in La Clase de Inglés, in English class in seventh grade, my teacher going in on us about that. And then like people trying to raise their hand, but wait, how else do you say it? You know, like we're getting in trouble for writing sentences and ending questions with prepositions, but that's how people speak the language. I don't know. I don't know. If you are, si tu eres una persona de Inglaterra, if you are British, I got some British people following me, por favor, me avisa. Do, do you all say from whence come you or from where are you from? Or do you all say where are you from in your dialecto? Please, me avisa. Let me know. I want to 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 know. Okay. I don't want to be out here ignorante. Pero en los Estados Unidos, in the United States, I have yet to encounter anyone that doesn't say, where are you from? When asking that question. Again, last time that I checked, I'm not perfect, only the most highest. So please, me avisa, let me know. But let's go back to it. So you say, de donde eres, or de donde vienes, that V is pronounced like a B. De donde vienes, de donde eres. This is not de donde eres, de donde vienes. Stop, stop. De donde eres, de donde vienes, and if you want to speak con más respeto o en una manera más formal, digamos, ¿de dónde es? As in, ¿de dónde es usted? This is not you, usted. A-E-I-O-U. 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 What? A-E-I-O-U. A-E-I-O-U. What? A-E-I-O-U. A-E-I-O-U. You have to commit. Period. Las vocales. Period. You have to do that. You cannot walk around here because if you do not, you will be consumed by American English phonetics. But it's not English. It's Spanish. Just like when someone is learning English, it's not Spanish. It's English. Just like when you're learning French, it's not Spanish. It's Francais. When you're learning Urdu, it's not Francais. It's Urdu. You got to speak the way the people speak the language because it's their language and it shows respect. For their language, which is a reflection of their cultural identity. And which <laughs> represents where they are from. Okay? So, ¿de dónde eres? Or, ¿de dónde vienes? En una manera más formal, ¿de dónde es usted? You just omit, instead of saying eres, you say es. And then you say usted. Right? ¿De dónde es usted? ¿De dónde eres? When I have encountered, I think about my years working in Baltimore, be more, let me not say that like I'm not, I wasn't once a resident. No one says Baltimore. In Baltimore, the T is pronounced like a D, in Baltimore. Cuando vivía allí, when I worked, I was the bilingual parent liaison. And so when I would have meetings and I was greeting parents and to show more respect and be more formal, out of respect for them, como padres, I would say, ¿De dónde es usted? Or ¿De dónde son ustedes? Plural, where are you all from? And people would proudly represent where they are from. And we're going to get next into talking about how to respond to these questions. I could have said, ¿De dónde eres? And it would have been understood, but that toquecito, that little bit of touch, Right? Of cortesia, you know, it makes it just land better. And it just lets them know, oh, she's showing some respect. 
Put some respect on my name. Hey. 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 Put some. Put some. Put some. Put some. Put some respect on my name. It's more so put some respect on my position or this. Not so much as like your title makes you better. That's not the energy at all. But it's just showing respect, right? They don't answer that. And people would ask me the same question. They don't answer that. They don't be in it. Practice saying those phrases. They don't dare this. They don't be in this. They don't answer that. They don't be in there. Practice it. Now, this is an extra bonus phrase that never I found in a textbook. And that is our extra bonus question, rather. De que parte? De que parte? D-E space Q-U-E. This is not no qua or que. Que. Parte. P-A-R-T-E. Parte. De que parte? I would normally ask this question as a follow-up question. So if I were to ask someone, they don't be in there or they don't answer usted. And the person says, oh, soy de Mexico. That was just my voice I made. And then he says he's from Mexico. Well, Mexico es un país grande. <laughs> Grandísimo. Es muy grande. If someone says, oh, where are you from? And you're like, oh, soy de los Estados Unidos. I'm from the United States. Well, really? Where? Like, it's kind of big, land-wise. It's humongous, right? So, ¿de dónde eres? ¿O de dónde es usted? Soy de México. Oh, ¿de qué parte? Like, from what part? Oh, soy de DF. I'm from the, the Distrito Federal. Oh, qué bueno. You know, so it's just that extra. I care to know more about you. Thus, I care. It communicates I care more about your identity, right? And remember, when we are talking, you ask someone where they're from, whether you are in Los Estados Unidos or you are abroad, consider that some people may not know your specific city, so it's good to have a reference point as well, right? So normally, I have, I, let me not say normally, sometimes I've encountered people where I say, oh, soy de Detroit, Michigan, and they're like, huh? But they may have heard of Michigan, but they may not have heard of Detroit specifically. So I say, oh, como cuatro horas um, de Chicago, four hours from Chicago. Most people have heard of Chicago. And they're like, oh, okay. When I lived in Baltimore and I would speak with people, I would say, oh, como tres horas de Nueva York. And they're like, oh, I think it's like three hours. Maybe it's four hours. Yo no recuerdo. I don't remember at this moment. But I would give a reference to una ciudad más grande. Okay? So again, de donde eres? De donde vienes? Or más formal? De donde es usted? De donde viene? Or de que parte? All of those ways to ask here are some ways to respond. These are your go-to ways to respond. Soy de, write it down, escríbelo. S-O-Y, this, and do not say, oh, like soy sauce, soy, soy sauce. Do not, stop, stop it. It's not English, it's Spanish. Stop trying to add. I know it's natural because as American English speakers, it's natural like survival mode to make connections. Your brain wants to do that. But you got to be in control. Okay. Soy. Soy. It's not soy. I hear a lot of people say soy. I hear yoy. No, no. Soy. Soy de. Soy de Michigan. Soy de Nueva York. Soy de Chicago. Soy de Arizona. Soy de Texas. Soy. Soy. Soy de Florida. Soy de Atlanta. Soy de España. Soy de... If you were to tell someone, soy de Africa, I imagine they're going to say, de que parte? Porque Africa 
they tell us that Africa is the second largest continent and that Asia, Asia is first. You know, I'm a little suspect on these maps. But oh, we know Africa, whether it's el continente más grande or the second largest continente en el mundo, es super grande, right? So if someone does say, oh, soy africano or soy de Africa, ¿de qué parte de Africa? Like, get to know more because, again, the deeper, más profundo that you dig, but within context and with relationships. Do not come at somebody saying, oh, my teacher, Jesse Feliz, said I can keep asking more and more and more questions. Look, you got to use some common. You got to use some common sense. And that came from your mama or your daddy or your abuela so, or your abuelo. Or maybe whoever raised you. Now, if you're struggling in that area, I'm going to need you to holler at the common seat, the common sense uh, committee, because that is not mi responsabilidad. I'm not even going to absorb that. Okay? So we say, soy de, I'm from. Or you can include that pronombre, yo. Yo soy de. Yo soy de Chicago. In English, we have to say, I'm, the contraction, or I am from. We don't normally just say, it's two words, whether we have I am or I'm, that contraction. First of all, there are no contractions in Espanol. But in Spanish, the verb, conjugate the verb, use the right verb tense. Hey, that's that G in the grammar check, right? So in Espanol, um, when you have a verb to be, ser, the way you conjugate it, I know all of our language learners have heard that word before and they're probably like, conjugate, dun, dun. Listen, I know some people say, don't emphasize grammar, just emphasize speaking the language. You got to do both. You have to balance the scales, period. Because you can be all like, oh yeah, I know my vocabulary and I'm just embracing the language because I'm not focusing on grammar. And then you will sound a hot mess and people will not understand you. Or you'll sound caveman mode, right? We want to elevate, right? Accelerate and liberate. As we educate, let me get some more words up here, but let's get back to it. Soy de, S-O-Y space D-E. Soy de México. Yo soy de Australia. Or if you want to eliminate, <laughs> eliminate, eliminate the de, you could say soy and then include your nationality. For ejemplo, if someone is from Mexico, they could say, soy de Mexico, or yo soy de Mexico, or get rid of the D and just say, soy Mexicano, right? So that's, I'm Mexican, or I am from Mexico. So think about what you want your go-to phrase to be. And then again, rehearse it. So when someone asks you, de donde eres, or de donde viene, de que parte de los Estados Unidos viene? Right, they're asking you these questions. You know, you could say soy and represent your nationality, or say soy de and represent the place. So, I want to pause for the cause because we have to understand this concept because I do not want people offending other folks and not even realize that they're doing it. Ethnocentrism, empathy, we have to remember that. Put yourself in place of me or in place of someone else. So, I feel as if a lot of us have already heard of the phrase, uh, first of all, it's not pronounced Amerra, Americana, Americano, no, Americano, Americano. You already know how to spell that, A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-O, or if you're Chica, 
A-M-E-R-C-I, lo siento, A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-A, okay? We know Americano, Americana, but let me just pause for a clause and let you know, this could be offensive to some people because technically speaking, in the U.S., we teach that there are seven continents, but there are some countries that teach that there are six. Say what? They don't include um, Antarctica. Some countries will even teach that there are five. They not only eliminate Antarctica as being a continent, they also group Las Americas as one full continent. And then more specifically, America del Norte, America Central, America del Sur, y el más el Caribe. So when you're walking around talking about soy americano, soy americana, use caution and be mindful. There are some communities in the Spanish-speaking world where when they hear Americano, Americana, that automatically tells them, talking about someone de los Estados Unidos, from the United States. There are some people that find that offensive and say, well, I also am Americano because somos de las Americas. So be mindful. So, so that you don't offend someone, right? Instead of saying Americano or Americana, instead you say Estadounidense. Estadounidense, which means I'm a U.S. citizen, right? And that's a more accurate translation to say that you are from with that dense at the end, estadounidense, like someone that's from Costa Rica says, we know the phrase is tico or tica, that's the nickname, but they would say soy costarricense. It changes it. So let's write this word down, estadounidense, one word, E-S-T-A-D-O-U-N-I-D-E-N-S-E. E-S-T-A-D-O-U-N-I-D-E-N-S-E, estadounidense. Estadounidense, say it with me. I better not hear any U sound. I A E O U. This is a beautiful word to say because of all the vowels. I love having students practice this one. Estadounidense. Estadounidense. It's not Estado Unidense. <laughs> Spanish teachers, if you see may escuchan, if you're listening to me, and if you have a student that walks around talking about uh yo soy estado unidense, and you let that child walk past you and you give him or her an A, then you know what? I'm going to have to get me a Spanish swag uh, broom and start sweeping some people up. Uh-uh. Correct them in love. Check them. Last time that I checked, let me check myself. Estado U. Estadounidense. That's how you say that you're Americano. Or you could say, soy norteamericana. Soy norteamericano. Or I love to flip the script on people. I don't need anybody knowing all my business if I don't want them to. I say, soy norteña. I'm from the north. I remember when cuando era recepcionista in Costa Rica. And I would have people, this one person called specifically, and I believe they were from Brazil. And they were like, oh, I love your accent, all this stuff. That was the wrong accent, what I was just doing. They were just telling me, I love your accent. They don't have any. They don't have that. And I was like, oh, soy norteña. I'm from the north. They were like, oh, del norte. <laughs> I just remember that conversation. Yeah, I don't need to let you know this, that, and the third, all that stuff. I have my own idiolecto. I have my own individualized lecto. Do not put me up in nobody's box, especially when it comes to speaking like a native and you are uh, como lengua extranjera, right? And this is a foreign language for you, but you still got to have that swagalicious approach in what you do. Boo. Okay. Yo soy de los Estados Unidos. That's how you say I'm from the United States. Or soy estadounidense. If you are going to say soy americano or americana, I cannot control you. You are a grown individual. Okay? 
Pero I want you just to be mindful. Again, it may not be offensive everywhere, but it may be offensive in other places. So just be mindful. Soy estadounidense. It's not that difficult. Or soy norteamericano. Soy norteamericana. It's not that difficult. Okay? A few other phrases antes de terminar. If you want to say where you are, where you were born or where you grew up, right? Yo nací, yo nací en Y-O space N-A-C-I with an accent mark. Nací is still I-A-E-E, but you just stress it. Yo nací space en, E-N, not N. Yo nací en, yo nací en, maybe you were born in Alabama, but now you live in Mexico. Yo nací en Alabama, pero ahora vivo en México. Yo nací en, I was born in, and say where. Or you can say crecí, I was raised, crecí, C-R-E-C-I with an accent mark, crecí en, right? And then the way you say I live, I live in, vivo en, V-I-V-O, not vivo, vivo en, Right? So maybe I want, and then pero, you heard me say that word pero, P-E-R-O. This is not perro, arf, arf. That's P-E-R-R-O. This is with only one R, P-E-R-O, pero. Okay? So listen to this sentence. I'm going to say, I'm from Michigan, but I live in Costa Rica. Well, right now I do not live in Costa Rica. Joby will back again in Michigan. Got to liberate and help my people right where I'm at. Okay? But... If I want to say I'm from here, but I live there, listen to I say it. Soy de Michigan or soy estadounidense, pero vivo en Costa Rica. Or maybe you are from Costa Rica, but now you live in Guatemala. Soy costarricense or soy de Costa Rica, pero vivo en Guatemala. Right? I grew up in New York, but now I live in Chicago. Yo nací en Nueva York, yo crecí en Nueva York, pero ahora vivo en Chicago. Okay? Let's listen to this little chiquita. Ella es de Costa Rica. And let's listen to how she introduces herself. Hola, soy Kenaya. Tengo nueve años y vivo en Costa Rica. She's so cute. I love little Kena. Okay, so back again. I just want to emphasizes antes de terminar, before we finish. When you ask someone, de donde eres, or de donde viene, right? Please do it from a place of empathy. Not from a place of like, let me investigate so I can make sense of this for my own self. Because as we read or we listened to the art from the article before, that you don't know someone's journey or their story, but people can really read you very well. They can read you from your tone. They can read from the context of the conversation. Be mindful. Get to know the person maybe un poquito más before you directly ask, where are you from? And at the same time, when someone asks you where you are from, if you feel led to, be proud to represent the place of where you were born or where you were raised. I am forever thankful que yo soy de Detroit, Michigan, that I, que yo asistía a la Escuela Pública de Southfield, Michigan, en los 90, because los tiempos van cambiando. I am very proud that I am a product as a result of mis antepasados, of my ancestors, who migrated to the north in spite of all of what they experienced and what people still to this day, hasta hoy en día, 
still experience. That's part of mi identidad, but I will let anybody know. While I have this pasaporte estadounidense, while I have this pasaporte estadounidense, or you may want to say pasaporte americano, I know that my true identity has nothing to do with maps y fronteras and borders and the dot, dot, dot lines in una mapa. My identity comes from the most high, el altísimo. So I want to encourage all of you, be proud of who you are, represent your city, rep your city, <laughs> right? Even if you're living afuera, you still are only afuera because of what your ancestors have placed you up in the position to even do. Please don't forget, please don't forget, because some folks be caught up on this, oh, I, 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 No, the only I I want you to remember is that yo soy, I'm from, yo soy de, wherever you're from. So I send you all nothing but love, light, peace, and a little bit of that coconut grease. Or if you like that avocado oil, use it. Please stop using this Crisco, y'all. That is something that I'm not trying to take in anymore in me these Okay, love you all. Remember, come from a place of empathy, of love, of respect. And that reciprocity is for real, for real, right? Love you all. Os quiero mucho. I'll see you next time. Ciao. Hola, everybody. Hablo Jesse Feliz. I'm the host of Spanish Swag. Follow me online. Let's keep the conversation going at Jesse Feliz Plus on TikTok and on Instagram. Y búscame. Look for me on YouTube by typing in Jesse Feliz. You can learn more about me, la manera de mi enseñanza, how I teach, and you can also get tons of free content online. So sígame en línea en mis redes sociales y nos vemos pronto. Chao. Yeah, yo me llamo.